How much money are you able to take out of your investments to maintain that lifestyle? What does that lifestyle look like? You have to put all that information together. And so we can look at what it is this year, but we can look short term in the next three to five years, what that looks like, the next you know 10 to 15 years, 30 years, to make sure you have that ability to see what your plan looks like short term, long term. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Hello and welcome in to the Retirement Reality Podcast alongside Mike Coynan, who's the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George, and today we're talking about five signs that you are in good financial health. Mike, these aren't going to be all the signs I think that'll show you, but I think by being able to answer yes to a lot of these, you'll know you're in pretty good shape, right? I agree. I think these are some of the major kind of uh, foundations of, it should cover most bases to, to see if you're in good health or not. Well, this is our final episode of 2021, Mike. I know uh, it's been a been another up and down year for a lot of people, but I think we're making progress overall. But it's just, again, excited for 2022 and what that might bring. Yeah, and again, I think this is like a litmus test. This will kind of tell you if you're, uh, you know, things look good, green is go, or if it's you've seen some red flags in here, uh, you might want to schedule a meeting and, and go over some of these concerns of yours. Yeah, the best way to do that, too, if you want to ask any questions about what we talk about today or you are concerned about maybe some of these signs that we talk about on the podcast, just visit PrincipalPreservationServices.com. You'll see the big button on the top to schedule a complimentary retirement review now. But if you want to call them directly, you can do that as well at 855-987-8888. Mike's been teaching some classes, too, so or some seminars, so you'll be able to find that information on the website as well. So there's a lot of great resources there. Plus, a new YouTube channel that Mike and his team have rolled out. So a lot of great content. If you're looking to learn more about finance and retirement planning, you've come to the right place. We appreciate you being here with us on the show. All right, number uh, one here on our list, we got five signs you're in good health. Again, this is kind of a checklist to kind of measure where you are and if you're setting yourself up positively for retirement success. Number one, are you spending less than you make? Mike, this is a big one, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? So uh, for those who are going backwards, um, if you're working and you're you're spending more than you make, that's a problem. You know, so if you're you're a W two employee or you're a business owner and you're not even pulling enough to get by, uh, you definitely need to re- relook at that budget. We just we talked about the last episode is making sure you have that budget in place and you're not you have any you know wasted spending you know holes in your plan. But in retirement especially, so if you're you have pensions and social security and maybe RMDs are uh, coming in. There's a lot of people who have a positive cash flow in retirement without taking any money out of their investments yet. So that's a really good sign. Yeah, this is just one that you, this is a great starting point, I guess, right, Mike? So if you can get your spending yeah. in order, you, you, you're going to be better off in retirement that way. Yeah, I think that's just, you know, you, you don't spend what you don't have, right? And I think <laughs> most, of our, most of the clients that, you know, we work with, they've learned that at a at a reasonable age, so they're they're usually spending within their means, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes we sit down with people and we do the budget, and we find out. So it looks like you guys are making this and taking home that, but this is your you're actually taking money on your investments, or you're charging things to your credit cards to make the ends meet. Well, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number two, second sign here is that you understand the future tax implications of your savings. And this is this goes back to that tax planning we always talk about, Mike. Yeah, and every account is, is different. They're tax different. So you have like IRAs, you know, um, these are tax deferred. You had a tax 
deduction when you contribute it and it grows tax-free well it grows tax deferred i should say you pay taxes when you take your money out of your iras your 401ks 403bs tsbs but the roth money is you pay your money your taxes up front and it grows tax-free withdrawals are tax-free so those are, i believe are the best retirement accounts to be involved with but also people don't understand these non-qualified accounts these jointly owned or individually owned accounts that are non-iras non-roth and you know they're taxed differently so you have short-term capital gains taxes if you trade that money or uh, make some movements in those accounts less than a year it's short-term gains taxed as regular income or if it's held for a year and a day it's long-term capital gains and uh, they have different capital gains tax rates which are typically lower than standard rates so, but the key is just understanding how that works and implications. I, I had a meeting today, actually, where they didn't understand. They just got involved with um, investing and understanding investments and getting involved, moving money around to different type holdings on them by themselves. But they had no idea that when you sell your investment in a non-qualified account, taxes are due. Yeah. Uh, you could trade within your IRA and your Roth and no tax implications until that money hits your bank account. You could sell an investment and buy a different one, no issue. But within a non-qualified account and just say you were an Apple stock and you uh, sold a lot of Apple stocks and, and you made five grand and you reinvested in, say, Google or Amazon, well, that $5,000 of gain is a taxable event you know, for that year. Uh, it's, it's not po you know, postponed, even if you reinvest it right away. Once that, that stock, that uh, holding is sold, it taxes are it's either capital gains or capital losses. So you just have to understand those type of accounts, and it could be very confusing. That's why it's important to work with somebody who can help you navigate down there. And, and before you make any unnecessary trades, we can help you, which is going to be, you know, which will better serve you. Just important overall just to know exactly what you're going to owe in taxes, right? Because, I mean, just so many people get caught oh. off guard by that. Yeah, uh, another client, same thing. They didn't know, and I think they made about fifty thousand dollars in gains through all their trading from last year because the market took off after the coronavirus drop and did pretty well. And he had no idea he's going to pay count fifty thousand dollars of income that he wasn't planning on. So we warned him, and I think it pushed him in that next tax bracket as well, which he was surprised. Well, here's one number three where some people might uh, fall a little bit short is if you're married. Do both you and your spouse know enough about the retirement plan to be able to manage it if something happens to the other one? Yeah, usually that's not the case. Usually there's one person, if you're married, that kind of handles things. We rarely see it where it's a 50-50 uh, sharing of the responsibility. So what we're finding is one person just takes control of that, and the other person, a lot of times, they don't really know anything. And so if that's the case, it's important for both spouses to get involved. So you're the one who's lagging behind just to learn a little bit more and just ask the questions you know where's the account where's the money what are we invested in what happens if something was to happen to you what am i supposed to do what's my fallback plan so uh, and what we're finding is most of the surviving spouses who aren't involved if that was the case was to happen uh, they'd be in a tough shape and so it's good to have that that backup plan if something does happen to the one who controls the finances, you know, if because most of the surviving spouses won't be able to continue with that. So they said, if I can't, then go talk to this advisor, to that advisor, because um, they can help you um, with the plan. Uh, I, I have a friend of mine, same thing. He's like, he goes, Mike, I already said, if, if something happens to me, I told my wife, go talk to you. <laughs> you know, so because he's an advisor himself, but he mm -hmm. says, and, you know, just 
he, he does his own, but he says, if something happens to me that, you know, she's going to call you and we're going to, you'll take care of everything. Nice. Yeah. I mean, even just kind of doing that, at least knowing who to speak to, right. Is even yeah. something that a lot of people might not be aware of. So yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, fourth sign that you are in good financial health is that you have a retirement income plan in place. Yeah, it shouldn't be a novel deal, but it, it stands to be the the minority that people minority people have a plan in place, and it should be something that people should be having a plan, starting a plan at least a decade before retirement. So you should be able to look at what your income is and when your income stops and what's going to fill that gap. You're going to have Social Security, or when are you taking that? How much money are you able to take out of your investments to maintain that lifestyle? What does that lifestyle look like? You have to put all that information together. And so we can look at what it is this year, but we can look short term in the next three to five years, what that looks like, the next you know, 10 to 15 years, 30 years, to make sure you have that ability to see what your plan looks like short term, long term. Everybody should have that, and they should start looking at that at least a decade before retirement. Very good. You have to know where that, that money is coming from once you get into retirement. So that's why number four is important. All right, one more here on our five signs, you're in good financial health, is that you don't actually worry about your financial future. I think this is a good one here, Mike. I agree as well. By having, again, your, your, your plan in place, if you know that you have um, leftover money, you know, so when you do that plan and it shows, you know, if you live to be 100, we love showing this when we do plans for people, and it says if you happen to live to 100, it still shows you're going to have, you know, this much money remaining. A lot of times we see million or $3 million. You know, they might even have more money then than, they do today is because they're living within their means and their money's growing more than what their withdrawals are and that money's kind of compounding and growing so it's nice to know when you have you know that cushion because we all say what if because most people don't carry long-term care insurance and it's so expensive and those who have it we're finding those rates are just jumping and jumping i've had two calls this last week where their rates have jumped another 30 percent from last year and the year before they did the same. So they're just getting these continual price increases. Uh, but you wanna make sure that you can afford uh, to do that. But the key is if you don't have long-term care insurance, you might have to self-pay. And what does that look like? If a private room today is $100,000 in Minnesota roughly for a private room, Wisconsin's right around 90, um, what does that look like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now? You know, That could be a $18,000 bill, a $20,000 bill per month and the average stay, Ben, I don't know if you know, but in this area, the average stay in nursing homes is about two and a half years if you go there. Wow. Well, $10,000 per month. Yeah. So we're looking about 120000 a year. So you're looking at you know, roughly about three hundred grand at today's prices for two and a half years. In 20 years, you're probably looking at three quarters of a million dollars, if not more. So the key is you want to make sure you have enough money for those things that we're not planning for. We hope we don't go there, but there's a 50-50 chance if you're alive at 65, you have a 50-50 opportunity to be spending some time in the nursing home. So um, we don't want you to worry about your financial future. And, and that's a, a great place to be because the, the top two major concerns for retirees are you don't want to be a burden to your children in retirement. You don't want to have to rely on them. And you don't want to run out of money before you run out of your life. And having that, that worry-free retirement is great. And, is, you know, another fun part about that, Ben, is for a lot of these clients are going to have just as much in when they're 90 as they would today, or they have more money in retirement later in years in retirement than they do today. Mm -hmm. It's like, have fun with it now before you pass on, 
you can start designating who's going to get what when. Uh, you can start giving money sooner so you can see them enjoy the fruits of, of that, their inheritance, while you're alive instead of passing it on when you're gone. And they're older and they could have used it 10 or 20 years sooner, yeah. right? So um, it's good to fun to do some, some legacy planning you know, with these people. Right. So those are five signs that you're in good health. Again, if you can answer yes to these and you are you have these in order, then you, know, you are in good shape for retirement. But you can always get help from Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services if you aren't quite up to snuff on those. But is there any other bonus signs, Mike, you might throw in here so that people can be on the lookout as they're analyzing their financial health? Anything else? Yeah, I, I, I think even though it's you say health, I you, you go to the you know you have to have your health obviously, and it's the cost of health care, <laughs> and so if you're retired also. Um, you know, can you afford, you know, the health care to retire early? That's another, you know, bonus. If you're able to retire before 65, before Medicare steps in, I think that's a huge uh, a sign that you could afford to, to be retired um, and pay for the health care out of pocket. I think that's just a sign you can retire early. You know, being at a tougher tax bracket, here's a good sign of uh, good financial health is if you have to pay more money for your Medicare Part B premium <laughs> because uh, you're in the upper bracket, um, that's a good sign. I mean, it's a tough, nobody wants to pay extra costs for their health care. That just means your income in retirement's higher than the norm. And um, those are good problems to have. We've been helping a few people try to do some Roth conversions to get their modified adjust gross income below that uh, IRMA limits for Medicare Part B. So just a little bonus in there. Yeah, I like that. Well, again, if you have any questions, again, Mike can be reached at 855-987-8888. You can go through some of these things. At least, if nothing else, start that plan. Make sure you are setting yourself up for retirement success. A couple of mailbag questions to get here, get to here on the show before we close things out once again. First one is from Cal today, Mike. He says, we don't have much safe retirement, but we're about to sell our farm for just over a million dollars. We've never really invested in the market before, so we don't really know what we're doing. Where do we start with this new money? Yeah, first of all, is don't, don't jump and just do something totally different you've never done before without going through a process and, and doing some research and making sure that fits your comfort level. Because if you haven't been in the market before, you haven't been investing outside of you know farmland, real estate, it's good to make sure you go through that slow and make sure you make that right decision. You might sell that that property and you might want to, uh, you might want to hold on to that money for two or three months until you know exactly where you're going to put it. Make sure it's the right decision for you, that somebody doesn't uh, put you in some ultra aggressive portfolio that doesn't fit your needs possibly and then be so stressed out and you'll be an emotional investor and and pull your money out if the market ever took a loss so um we just want you make the right decision um there's other investment options you could put at you could uh you could roll some that uh i'm sure as a farm you're gonna have part of that's gonna be taxable if you ran the business through there and you had the deductions but um, you can actually do a thing called a DST, Delaware Statutory Trust, where you can actually put some of that money into a uh, um, kind of a deferred real estate, a 1031 exchange, and so you don't get taxed on that entirely, and still pays you dividends. So, but the key is just get some get some education. You know, go through a process. Don't just make any quick decisions with that money. It's a lot of money to be um, to be investing over time. Yeah, you always want to have a plan, Cal. So it's a good thing you're asking those questions and getting that plan in place. All right, Jared is our second question here today. I'm about to get married. We're both in our 50s, and it will be my second marriage and her third. I'd like to keep all of our assets separate so that we each have our own financial lives and don't have to fight about money. 
But how do we plan for retirement if we don't really know what our total numbers look like? Yeah, that is... uh it's, it's a different situation, getting to be more common than it ever used to be. Uh, we work with people in this situation. So, now obviously, you know, second, third marriage, um, your kids, if you have kids, I'm sure your kids are adults by now and they're on their own. And so uh, you don't have to worry about maybe raising children together, but um, it's good to designate who's going to cover what. And it's good to, if, you're, if you want to make sure, uh, Jerry, that your assets go to your kids and your spouse's assets go to her kids, um, it's important to get that in writing, you know, so, and may also just have some agreement. I don't know if it needs to be a formal agreement with you too, about who is responsible for covering, you know, the, you know, the mortgage or the, the utilities or the car payments. Usually what we find in this situation, Jared, is we have, the key is you get estate planning done as well. So you want to make sure that you each have, it's called an AA trust, where you can have a trust protecting your assets that you had acquired prior to marriage. And then she would have her own trust um, as well for her kids. But then you'd have a separate assets. You'd have a separate trust that you guys can have together as you guys are accumulating maybe the houses, you pay off the house together. And that's an asset you guys acquire together. So you'd almost have you know three different plans you know, prior life and then together life. So the key is get also, I would really recommend starting with an estate planning attorney to get that figured out. I think it'd bring you a lot more answers and questions. Very good. Thanks for those questions. If you ever have anything on your mind, you can send it into the show via the website, principalpreservationservices.com or call Mike's team directly at 855-987-8888. He'll be able to answer your questions there and more thoroughly as you were able to provide a little bit more detail or you can ask anything about what we've talked about today on this show. We put every podcast up online, so visit the website there to find it, plus everything else that Mike and his team have to offer. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do that as well. We would appreciate that. It helps us continue to grow and always let somebody else know about the show. And if you haven't checked out one last plug, Mike, our 2022 resolutions. If you haven't listened to that show, our last one out, go check it out. There's some great information, some good things to kind of set yourself up for financial success in the new year. We wish everyone a happy new year. You as well, Mike. Um, I look forward to catching you on the other side for 2022. Yeah. Same to you, Ben, and uh, happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening in. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.